Hey guys, I'm Amy Marco, and you're listening to the Go Let Go podcast. This is a place to talk about finding hope and peace and freedom and even fun, no matter what life brings our way. And guys, there's a reason that I use that phrase all the time, because learning to go and to let go literally wrecked my life. But it's also the phrase that brought me here, and it's the journey that God used to call me to himself. I always remind you that whatever I'm talking about with you here is something that I'm working out in my own heart. So I hope you'll dig in with me and learn alongside me this week. If we've lived long enough, I think we already know this, that disappointments are coming for us. I love the line that while I breathe, I hope. But I also know this from learning the hard way that while I breathe, I'm going to be disappointed. We've been chatting about this sad but true idea that we really don't have a choice to face disappointment. But what we're finding is that we do have a choice when we are disappointed. I've often made the choice to hide my disappointments and to smile and keep making it look like I have everything together. I've also made the choice to let disappointment fester on the inside and then focus on the negative. But pretty soon, I'm just spiraling, finding more and more things to be disappointed about. Some of us are loud about our disappointment and we spread it around to everyone near us. Very rarely does it come naturally to one of us to actually process disappointment in a healthy way and overcome it. I'm learning that this requires a choice, a weekly, daily, hourly, minutely, is that even a thing, kind of choice. And I'm counting on you to remind me of this because it is not easy. I'm reminding myself that when I'm disappointed and I start to notice my thoughts focusing on that disappointment, that I can identify those thoughts as this alarm. This alarm alerting me that it's time to turn my eyes back to Jesus and the hope that really only he can offer. When our eyes are on him, then our feet won't stumble. And it's time to start living in light of eternity, to trust God's will even when it doesn't line up with my own will. I think we get disappointed so easily because we just can't see the big picture of what God is doing. I see this in my kids all the time. So the other day I ran to the bank with my youngest daughter, Kiki, and the lady in the drive-thru gives her this little dum-dum sucker. Now what Kiki didn't know is that I had already ordered her ice cream on the app for Sonic. I told her that she couldn't have the sucker and she was so disappointed. You guys, she cried and cried and cried. But when we pulled into Sonic and she got her ice cream, then she could understand why I had said no to the sucker. An ice cream treat is way better than a mystery dum-dum, but she couldn't see it at the time. Now, I can be frustrated with her tears, and in the past, I have been. But really, in that moment, I just saw myself in this journey of learning to trust Jesus. I've been working through some big disappointments in my own life lately, some things that I wouldn't have planned for myself. And I think wrestling with the fact that my life just isn't going to be what I planned. I'm crying over the dum-dum. And I'm sure that my creator, the one who wrote my name on his hand, the one who died to give me hope, has something much better in mind, something that I can trust. 
So I'm keeping these verses tight in my fist. Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Never rely on what you think you know. Remember the Lord in everything you do, and he will show you the right way. Never let yourself think that you are wiser than you are. Simply obey the Lord and refuse to do wrong. If you do, it will be like good medicine, healing your wounds and easing your pain. You guys, I've been digging into this because it's personal. And I want to share with you what I've found here. See, I fully know that our disappointments are different, yours and mine, but we both have them. And I know that yours are as real and as crushing and painful to you as mine are to me. And they have this way of lingering. And really, despite all of our intentions to leave them behind, they just keep coming back. Only hope that I've found for actually overcoming disappointments is to make that choice to trust God's plan. We might not be able to see what he's doing in our lives right now, but we can look back through his word. There are some crazy stories from Abraham being called to leave everything he knew and live in tents with his family. Joseph got thrown into a pit and then sold to slave traders. Jonah sat in a whale. I'm not trying to be a children's Bible storybook, guys, but I'm saying these people had to have been disappointed along the way. But we know that God had a plan. Isaiah 55 reminds us, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. We just don't see the whole picture. And if we're going to overcome our disappointment and not go swirling down in it, then we have to believe. We have to believe that God has got this thing in his hands. He's looking out for us. He's working out this plan that is so much bigger than we are. And we're going to be better for it in the end. Even though we know all of this, disappointment is still one of those experiences that has a way of snowballing in a hurry. When I get disappointed, those thoughts and those feelings start to have this way of trumping all of the other things that are going on in my life. And I think disappointment has a way of turning into this lens that we start to wear and we start to see everything through. We start to see everything in the negative, don't we? And we focus on the fact that life just isn't what we thought it would be. So these next words that I'm about to say can often become cliche and they're often misunderstood, but they are so powerful. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. See, God spoke these words specifically to his people for a specific situation. But what they do is teach us about his character. See, he knew that they were going through things that they would not have planned for themselves. Things that weren't going to turn out the way they wanted them to. And it was going to take a lot of fight. But he gave them this promise to hang on to, this reassurance that he knows the plan and that his plan is good. Sometimes I think the challenge is to let him define what is good, right? To trust that he knows what is good more than we do. Sometimes it takes a painful disappointment to teach us a skill or to strengthen our faith, or maybe just to put us in the right place at the right time. You guys, we don't know his ways or his thoughts, 
We just have to believe in his promise. Now, I'm not exactly sure why, but I've had to learn this lesson over and over and over again. But the good thing about that is that now I can look back and I can see a little bit more of the picture than I could have before. And that gives me hope to hang on to the next time I walk into disappointment. I think my first real adultish disappointment happened at the end of my senior year in high school. I had a lot of fun in high school and I wouldn't really admit it at the time to my friends, but I really did take my education seriously. I worked hard and I studied late at night. And if you know me, you know I love writing, so I put a lot into my papers and my projects. So I took my college prep and I did well on my ACT. All of my friends were going to good colleges and I was sure that I was going to be going too. I did all of those fun college visits, applied for the scholarships, I got my acceptance letters, and I selected my top choice. I even had a roommate assignment, and we had started talking back and forth, planning out our freshman year together and far away from home. But two months before I graduated, I was sitting in high school one day, and I got a yellow slip from the office. Now, to be honest, I thought I was in trouble because I had skipped a day of school to go to Great America with my friends. So mom, if you're listening, that was a really long time ago and I think I already told you about that, right? I was just waiting because I was sure I was going to get a detention, but instead when I got to the office, the counselor informed me that the community college in my county had just offered me a full two-year scholarship. They were giving me enough scholarships to cover my tuition, to pay for my books and my car insurance, I could get my associate's degree for free. Now you'd think I would have been doing cartwheels, but you guys, I was so disappointed because I had a plan. I thought I knew what my life was going to look like and that did not include staying in my hometown for two more years. I wanted the adventure. Now, you know my parents were on board for two free years of school and I'd be a fool not to take it. But I was disappointed. Funny enough, that disappointment set up the entire rest of my life. And truly, I wouldn't want it to have gone any other way. See, I wanted to go far away, live that college life, become a professional counselor and live that good life, whatever that good life is. But that wasn't God's plan for me. And honestly, I'm so thankful that he saved me from myself. I couldn't see it at the time. All I could see was disappointment. But we can overcome disappointment as we learn to trust that God's plan is best. And if we allow ourselves to objectively look back, sometimes we get a glimpse. See, because I didn't go away to college, I was at home. And so I started volunteering at this youth center that I had grown up in. I started to realize that my real passion was working with troubled teens And then I began to come alive as I started to see God working in so many broken hearts. Now, as I said, all of my friends had gone far away to college except my one friend, Nick, who was also going to community college and also volunteering at the youth center. We'd been friends for a long time, but working together in this way and doing ministry together and spending all of our extra time together because our friends were gone brought us together and helped us to get to know each other deeply in a way that we hadn't gotten to know each other when we were just cruising or hanging out on the go-kart track in high school together. 
So we got really close. We fell in love. And this year is our 21-year anniversary of marriage. See, out of my disappointment came God's amazing plan for my life. I couldn't see the good, but it has been so good. You guys, we can trust him. And his ways truly are higher than ours. I always wish these conversations were face-to-face because I'm sure that you could share some disappointments with me. I hope you have some stories like the one I just shared of this disappointment that seemed like it was wrecking your life, but later looking back led you to exactly the place you knew God had created you to be. Maybe you're still in the middle of your disappointment. Maybe the disappointments only seem to be stacking. Disappointment is making you feel disillusioned. Or maybe your toes right now are on the edge of despair. I get it. Disappointments can be so heavy. But you guys, we serve a God who holds this whole world in his hands. He sees the beginning from the end. He knows best and he has a plan for us. It's a good one, even if it doesn't feel good right now. It's okay if everything is not okay right now. And it's even okay to grieve when you're disappointed. We have a God who loves us and he wants to know us. I'm learning as I walk through these disappointments that he is big enough to hear our disappointments and even handle the big questions that we have. Then he wants us to choose to abide in him, to stay connected, to walk through these disappointments, but in his strength to grieve them, and then to trust his plan, to learn to let him show us what is good and then wait on his best. I've told you that I love the Psalms because these writers understand disappointments. The psalmist reminds us in chapter 27, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. You guys, let's be brave even in the midst of our disappointment. Let's be courageous. Let's look for the good and then ask God what thoughts and plans he has that are bigger and even better than ours. Suddenly, as we learn how to go and how to let go, we start to unclench those tight fists in surrender and we find ourselves with free hands. Hands that can serve and love and do things that really matter. And I think if we're being honest, our hands are tired of grasping. I think we're ready to accept something good from God and to hang on tight to His hand because life is going to take us where we least expect it. And that's why I'm here to ask both of us, what are we holding on to? What do we need to let go of? And are we really willing to go wherever God leads us as we hang on to him? You guys, we are in good hands. There is always hope and the best is yet to come. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can find me at my website. It's goletgo.org. Click on that contact button to shoot me a message or find me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm Amy Marco. Talk to you next time.